Welcome to the official podcast of Vertical Life Church. We are a non-denominational church located in Clio, Michigan. We exist to engage people where they are and lead them to becoming fully developed followers of Jesus Christ. We hope you are drawn into a deeper relationship with God through this podcast and pray that through the sermons you listen to here, your faith would grow. We are always excited to hear from those who are impacted by this ministry. And we encourage you to email us at contact at vlchurch.tv to share how God is using this ministry in your life. If you would like to support this ministry, you can do so online at www.vlchurch.tv forward slash give. Thank you for listening. carry on this theme of thankfulness today. Uh, Even though we've been looking at Advent now through 40 days prior to Christmas is this season called Advent, and we're looking at kind of the promises of God as we look to the coming of Jesus' fulfillment in Christmas, but then even also our hope as his second coming is just on the horizon. But we have this hope that we have in Christ, and his first coming reveals the faithfulness of God to ensure the second coming in the fulfillment of all of his promises. And so as we're praying through these promises of God over ourselves, our families, and our church, we want to kind of continue this theme today um, as we are looking at the promises of God, trusting that as God is leading us out of maybe a difficult season, he's, maybe you've gone through a difficult season this year, God is leading you out of that into something new. I got to believe that today, that, that God isn't content to leave us in uh, the season of stress or struggle our whole lives. There's a very popular scripture in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. We could probably all quote it from memory here today that says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Right, right, right. We talk about that, but what we don't often look at is the verse prior to that where God through the prophet Isaiah tells the nation of Israel, before you get to those good plans, you're going to go through 70 years of Uh, bondage to another nation. You're going to be taken from your home. You're going to struggle. You're going to, you're going to have to, you know, struggle through 70 years of bondage. But at the end of that bondage, guess what? Comes your salvation comes your redemption, the plans that I have for you that are good and not for disaster. So we don't like to think about struggle. We don't like to go through seasons of struggle, but I believe that on the end of struggle comes blessing from our Lord. And that's what we're trying to reshift our minds to this Advent season is not the struggles and the stress and the problems that we've had this year, but to focus on the goodness of our God and his blessings. And today we are going to focus on thankfulness. In the last couple of weeks, we, we saw the promise that if we focus on what is right, what is true, what is pure, what is holy, things that are praiseworthy, if we focus on the things of God, that God is going to keep us in his perfect peace, that if we seek the kingdom of God above all else and his righteousness, God is going to provide everything we need. And one of the greatest ways that we can uh, implement in our lives to keep our minds focused on the excellencies of God is to testify what we are thankful for. 
You know, Jesus said, whatever you say is over an overflow of uh, your heart, that out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. This is a way that we allow what's inside to bubble up and come out on the outside. And this is a great way to direct our thoughts on the excellencies of God. Now, when I was little, I was about the third grade, I hated reading. Can I get any... Anybody to testify to that fact? You know, I just, I didn't like reading. And, and worse yet, I hated reading the Bible. I, I'm just going to be honest today. When I was young, I hated reading the Bible. I'm so glad that our third graders don't have to try to navigate the King James language uh, of the Bible as, as I did growing up. You know, the these and thous and the propitiations and all the words that not even adults today even know what they mean or understand, right? I'm so glad that we have other translations and things to make the Bible a little easier to understand. But, uh, but when I was in third grade, we lived in Houston, Texas. My parents were in ministry there. And uh, my Sunday school teacher, in an effort to get us to be in the Word and, and read the Bible, because that is so very important, he brought us a challenge. And he said, you know, the first person to memorize and quote from memory Psalm chapter 145 is going to win a great prize. And so instantly, you know, there's a competition at hand, and my competitive nature began to rise up. And I said, oh, competition, I can win something. And, and so I was like, okay, wh wh what's this prize? And he began to announce that not only is it going to be a prize, but it's going to be the latest and the greatest, most high-tech, most, mo most uh, intelligent or I would say technologically savvy device that is new on the market, something that, that people would just like be itching for to have in their own possession. Matter of fact, I have a picture of it right here. It is the, go ahead, throw that picture up there. It is this. Those of you that are under the age of 30 might not know what this is. This is a double-decker cassette tape player with FM radio and stereo speakers. This was state-of-the-art in third grade, right? Can you just imagine me, you know, jamming my early Stephen Curtis Chapman and DC Talk? Again, I'm dating myself. But, but, but how else was I going to play my, my only two Christian cassette tapes that I think were out on the market at that time, right, right? This is what I wanted. So I'm like, oh, man, I could win this. And not only could I play cassette tapes, but you could also pirate songs off the radio just by putting in a blank disc and hitting play and record at the same time. Right, you can steal music and it's legal. It was legal back then to record music off the radio. You know, not so much now. But this was what he said. He's like, if you memorize Psalm 145 and you're the first person to quote it, you're going to win this fancy device. And I'm like, oh man, this is, this is everything. So that week, um, I, I, you know, began to consider whether or not I was going to enter this competition. And I came to find out the next Sunday that there was a girl in my Sunday school class that already had half the chapter memorized. So I was like, well, I can't get beat by a girl. So the, the very next week, I studied, 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 studied. And the first thing I did when I came to church the very next Sunday as I pulled my teacher aside and I quoted Psalm 145 from memory, verse by verse by verse by verse. And I was like, am I the first one to do it? And he's like, you are the first one to do it. But before you get your prize, you have to then do this in front of the entire church. And I was like, I did not know I signed up for that. I did, I did not know I was going to be doing that. But I was like, I, I want that stereo. So I went and I uh, quoted it in front of the entire church. And I was excited because I won the prize. I got my tape deck, and many a mixtape was flowing from my uh, bedroom that next year. 
But the passage from Psalm 145, 1 through 13, from this very moment in my life has always stuck with me. There have been times in my life where you know, I've just been thinking about God and worship and praise, and the very words of this chapter come back to memory. And this is what I'd like to read today, verses 1 through 13. The psalmist, this is David, he says, I exalt you, my God and King. I praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. For great is the Lord, and he is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. And I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue, and I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all of his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. His grace, he is gracious in all he does. Our God is worthy of our praise. He's worthy to be thanked. He is worthy to be declared of on the lips of his followers. And as we are kind of praying through his promises over these next 40 days leading up to Christmas, as we're focusing on his promises, it is a comfort to know our God reigns. Amen? Our God reigns. He is in control. And he always keeps his promises. He always keeps his promises. In verse 4 of this chapter, Psalm 145 says this, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. And verse 7 says, Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. You see, there's something very profound and powerful when the people of God declare the blessings of God. When we share what we're thankful for and why he is worthy of praise, when we share the personal things, not the, the macro things like, yes, God created the heavens and the earth. He's powerful. He's mighty. No, the personal stories, the mighty acts that we have seen and that we have experienced in our very own lives. See, not only is this a prophetic revelation of the thankfulness of God's people because of what he's done, if, if dying on the cross for our sins was all he did, that would be enough. But our God is a good God, and he does infinitely more than what we could ask or think. He does more for us in our lives than just dying for our sins. And this chapter is a prophetic revelation of the thankfulness of God's people. But this is a theme that's also carried through the scripture. And as we have done in weeks past, I'd like us to read these scriptures together and just let these scriptures like uh, simmer in your spirit, in your soul today. The first verse I want us to read together is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Here's what it says. It says, be thankful 
in all circumstances. Let's read this together. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's God's will. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Here we go. Let's read this together. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. And lastly, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Thankfulness is a state of being that comes to those whose minds are fixed on the Lord. Paul here in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, he encourages us to be devoted to prayer. This is what we've been attempting to do these 40 days is calling us to pray together, is to devote ourselves to praying through the promises of God. But we should not just be praying for the fulfillment of these promises in our lives and in the life of our church. We need to remain in a state of thankfulness, anticipating the fulfillment of these promises. We need to remain in a state of thankfulness, remembering the good things God has done. Because if we're only focused on what we're looking for God to do, we're going to forget about the blessings that have already been fulfilled. See, this is God's will for us. It's part of being a believer. And God, not only through the scripture, is, is telling us to be thankful, challenging us to dwell on his blessings, to remember the good things he's done. But God also gives us a promise pertaining to being thankful. It's found in Psalm chapter 50, verses 14 and 15. It says this. It says, Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. The essence of this promise is this. God says, Be thankful and be faithful. Be thankful and be faithful. This is the worship that he wants from his people. You know, can you imagine being the one person to have to slave over your Thanksgiving meal? I'm sure many of you did that this past week. And imagine you're preparing food for the whole family. You're slaving over everything, and you've had to buy the ingredients, and you spent the hours of prep time and putting everything together and making sure everything was cooked just right. And then you get to the table, and you start setting the table, and, and you start dishing out the food for your guests, and, and the first response out of your guest is nothing but criticism over what you've provided them. And then to make matters worse, because Christmas is around the corner, that guest then begins to ask for things for Christmas. Like, oh, and by the way, not only you know, am I going to criticize this, but can you go buy me more stuff for Christmas? Can you do that? Imagine what would go through your mind. Not only would the criticism of what you just prepared be highly offensive, but then why, oh, why would you then want to go do more for that person? Why would you want to do more? It's a very human experience, but thank God that God is good to us even when we are not so good to him. Scripture says that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. He is a faithful God. But here in the Psalms, God is telling us that if we are thankful and we are faithful, God is going to hear us when we are in need. He's going to rescue us and give us, oh, more the reason to praise. 
You know, remember, reminded of a scripture that says, if you are faithful in little, how is God going to expect you to be faithful in much? If we're constantly taking our blessings for granted, if we're just expecting God to do for us and we forget the good that he's already done, how can we expect him to do more for us? How, how can we expect that the things we take for granted to be blessed beyond measure when we're not even being faithful in the little God gives us? If we are thankful and we are faithful, God promises to come to the rescue when we are in need. As we prepare to go into this time of prayer, and we continue to call on and pray these promises this week, today, instead of praying as a church, I want us to go into a time of declaration, of being thankful. And many of you have probably been in a service like this before, but I think that there's a powerful thing whenever the people of God begin to share with the church what God has done in your life and the things that you're thankful for. And so what I'd like to do for the rest of the time that we have here today, I would like you to share with us what God's done in your life and what you have to praise him for. Reasons why you're thankful. To think about his blessings. We've got Kevin coming up to the front. And if you would like to share, just slip your hand up and he'll bring the microphone to you. But just think about what God's done in your life. And since I'm up here and I've got the first microphone, I'm going to go first. I heard a pastor this once one week, this week say, um, he's kind of talking about vision and dreams. And how many church leaders, they, they dream of the ministry at the height of what it could be. They, they, they see a church of, their church being of tens of thousands. And he made a statement. He said, why would God bless your 40 or bless you with 400 if you're not grateful for the 40? Why would God bless you with the 10,000 if you're not grateful with the 10? Grateful for the 10. And I just want to publicly declare today, I am thankful for every one of you for coming week after week and being a part of what Vertical Life Church is meant to be, being generous, giving faithfully so that we can help people in need, serving in our ministry areas, giving of your time, your energy, your talents, all these things that go into making this happen. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'm thankful for all of you. And I'm also thankful for our leaders that organize and help train and, and make this thing run, our setup and teardown crew that comes in early and stays late to, to do all the things no one, no one else wants to do. It just it, from the bottom of my heart, I'm thankful. And I'm also thankful for my wife who has stood by me and has been more gracious to me than I deserve and makes me a better man. I'm grateful for four beautiful kids that God blessed me with that are healthy, that are vibrant, that have, I know, a godly call on each one of their lives in their own way. And they forced me to be a better man, too. <laughs> and, uh, and these are the things that are so easily taken for granted in our lives. But today, I just want to recognize that, that I'm thankful for, for these things. I'm thankful for what God has provided. And, uh, and with that, I'm going to open it up to anyone else as we just declare praise to God. Um, my name is Stephanie, and I think most of you know me. Um, I coordinate my brother's keeper, and I just want to say 
how thankful and how meaningful it is for you, the church, to step up and be crazy generous and donate from my brother's keeper. You think we're going in there to these men who have nothing. They live on the street. On the graces of God, they ended up in a place where they could have a shower and a place to stay for the night. And then our church comes in, and our church can minister to them, can sit down with them and tell them how important they are and that they matter to God. And I'm just so thankful. Every month I put up that the menu, and I think, oh, my gosh, what, what happens if people don't donate? Oh, my gosh, you know, and I get really worried, and then I think, why am I worrying? God has come through every time to provide a meal for these men. You guys have listened to God. God told you he wanted you to provide something. He put it in your heart to donate something. And every month we have met the need every month to go to my brother's keeper and give them a wonderful dinner. And I'm just so thankful for a church that is giving and a church that will step up and give back to the community. Thank you. You guys just did. I was going to ask you to thank Stephanie for that. Um, when Joyce uh, speaking, he mentioned uh, those who are faithful and little um, and uh, with the little things. And Stephanie has done that. And so we actually um, talk about her regularly about uh, being faithful to the small things and stepping into taking out my brother's keeper. And so, as you can see, she is now comfortable just grabbing the mic and running with it, which before she would run away from it. So, um, so I uh, definitely am thankful for her for stepping up and uh, providing that. And again, she has great ideas for that ministry to grow it and to make it more and more successful. And so um, thank you for clapping for her because I want to thank her as well. God has been with me. I'm Brian's mother. God has been with me all through what has happened lately. But before that even, he guided us and, and protected me. I've been saved for over 70 years. Wow. And Amen. I am so glad that he has guided me throughout my life. I have diabetes and everything, but I have conquered that or I live with it. And God has spared me many, many times. And, and I want to be so thankful to, for the people here at this church for being so kind to me. I, I couldn't be more pleased. And God is so, so spectacular. Amen. I love him. And I always have. It is it's a blessing to have Brian with me and my daughter, Lisa, to help me. It's it's hard for me to even talk, but God is super, and I wouldn't depend on anyone else such as him. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thanks, God. Samantha. We've been members for almost two years now. And uh, I just want to say that I'm very, very thankful for this church and what it has done to improve our lives personally. Um, <clears throat> you know, we were searching for a church once uh, Sammy got pregnant with Milo. 
uh, one that had little kids that went there and had a good uh, program for little ones. And we found that here. That was the main thing. That was the main reason why we came. But we, in the process, also found friendships that we value deeply and guidance in our spiritual life. And that has been just amazing for us. Um, <clears throat> I'm also thankful for this little guy here. His name, his name right now is Stephen, but uh, hopefully if we can adopt him, his name will be Jacob, but Milo calls him Tuba, so that is the name that he answers to most often. Um, and we also have his older brother, Daniel, who we would like to name him Lane if, if that moves into the adoption process. So we're praying for that. We are praying for their um, biological parents as well, though, um, and, and hope God works in their lives. We're very, we're very thankful for these guys and thankful that we're going to be welcoming another little baby boy uh, in February. Sammy's due. Um, and, uh, and we're also just thankful for my career and options that are coming, up, coming around that I think are led by God. And, uh, and he just works in our lives in such an amazing way. And we're just so thankful for him. That's it. Amen. I'll just add on to that a little bit um, because um, I don't know a lot if a lot of you know our struggle, but um, we um, were trying to get pregnant after we got married for um, almost five years. It was about a little over four years, and um, we prayed and prayed and prayed for a baby, and weren't sure if we would be able to get one. Um, the fertility doctors all said that we'd have to do um, in vitro, in order. That was the they said that was the only way I was ever going to be able to get pregnant. Well, God doesn't think that. So I got pregnant with Milo, and now I feel like we're overflowing with babies, and maybe we prayed a little too hard. <laughs> but um, we are just so very thankful for Milo, who's going to be three, and... Um, our two little ones that we just got and are praying that we get to keep and then this new one coming. So we are just so very thankful for God's blessings. And even when the world says it's impossible, God says, not. no, it's not. Yeah. Amen. Brian was just telling me this morning how thankful he is when they all have a poopy diaper at the same time. He's really enjoying My name's John. Um, uh, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I'm grateful that I have a praying wife. Right. I can't think of a much greater um, blessing on this earth outside of my redemption. Um, I have no earthly right to be here today, um, only by His grace that I am here, and only because the hands and feet of Christ, people like you reached out and loved me when I was unlovable. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Amen. Hi, I'm John as well, John Zofko. Um, I just wanted to say I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my son. You know, he looks at me crazy. I am crazy. I think I am sometimes, but that's all right. <laughs> but um, I'm also thankful for jo Joey and his family and uh, the leadership of our church. Uh, they seem to have done a lot uh, for where we are now. It wouldn't be possible without them. And uh, 
it's it's a big undertaking, and and it couldn't be done by one person alone. And uh, it's it's you know, you know I I don't I'm looking for the word. I don't know what the word is, but uh, it's awesome. So, um, but and I thank you for the church, and um, thank you everybody here for for everything. So, and of course. Somebody hasn't said it. I can't believe it. I'm thankful for, for God sending his son to die on the cross. Yes. For us. I don't, man, why hasn't anybody said that yet? So uh, I thought I'd throw that out there. Hi, my name is Trisha. Um, I'm thankful for um, the strength and my sisters for everything that we've been through in finding this church and I'm thankful for my son no matter if he has autism or not he's healthy and he's beautiful and I believe that if God didn't think that I was strong enough to go through things that we've all been through together that he wouldn't have put me through it and he wouldn't have put the girls through it and I know good things are still to come in our lives and I'm very proud of both of the girls and our family despite what we've been through I'm thankful for um God and the church for welcoming us and uh, to provide us strength and the love that we have together. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Um, Well, I don't know if many of you guys know me. My name is Kiera. Um, I just want to say that I am so thankful for my amazing sisters because without them, I'd be on the wrong path and definitely not where I am today. Um, Most of you, or I don't know if it's obvious or not, but I'm a teenager and I just want to thank God so, so much for being by my side even when I've left him and drowned in my own pity and because I've lost myself so many times, and I just want to thank him for never leaving me, because I've always needed somebody, and even when I felt like I didn't have anybody, I went to him. So, yeah. Morning. Um, I'd like to start and thank, well, be thankful for my wife um, who puts up with me seven days a week. Um, I love her more and more every day. We just celebrated our 11th anniversary. Uh, so, and uh, I'm so thankful for the children that we have. Um, it's a challenge for sure. Um, I'm thankful. I'd just like to affirm with Joe and uh, be in unity with Joey and say that I'm thankful for all of you. You know, we, we're so grateful to serve you guys any way we can. We're just, we're grateful for you. We wouldn't um, be a church without you um, being with us. And uh, 
I'm thankful for, for Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us. And not only that, God being, being humble and being born a baby and a stinky manger of all things, he became our humble servant. And I'm just so thankful for him. For him. And uh, I just, um, we're going through um, we're going through the unknown together as a church. And I just want to quote a scripture to you. It's Psalm, uh, we all know, 119, 105. That, um, Lord is a lamp, um, a light, for, lamp for my feet, and a light for my path. Yeah. And He's He's the light of the world. He's He's shining a light for us to keep walking forward. And I'm just I'm so grateful for His word speaking to that that we get to celebrate 500 years of the Reformation just recently. So I'm just so thankful for us, the layman's, to be able to have the, our own Bibles in our in our own houses, and just that we can. We can learn it for ourselves. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, guys. Hi, my name is Teresa, and I'm thankful for this church and for all the people here. And if it wasn't for them paying for my furnace to be fixed last year, I might not be here today. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I found this church because it means everything to me. Thank you. in front of people and I don't like this at all but <laughs> I do have a short story that I wanted to share um, of the power of prayer my brother and his family um, my younger brother and his wife and their kids they're work campers so they they live in a fifth wheel and um, bounce between campgrounds working at the campground so that is their livelihood and they um, their job ended in Michigan and they were supposed to be starting one in Florida and um, their truck broke down they um, use a semi-cab to tow their camper, and so it takes a very specialty shop to fix it. And they were very low on the priority list. And so weeks later, they were still sitting um, in the campground with no jobs. And um, they were, their jobs were held in Florida for them, so that was nice. But um, because they had no jobs, they were using up all of their reserves that if they had been able to save. They were very frustrated. They didn't know what to do. Um, our family came together and, you know, we were praying for them, trying to find a way to, to help them as best as we could. And um, my brother and his wife are part of a forum for work campers, which is what their career is. And um, on the forum, they, they post their experiences and things they've gone through. And so my sister decided to share the the troubles they've been going through and just, you know, express her frustrations with no intentions or anything, just to share her story. And the people on the forum completely rallied around them and it was just so amazing to see. Um, a man from Minnesota drove all the way to Michigan to pick them and their camper up and drove them and their camper down to Florida wow. and then himself back to Minnesota and didn't charge them anything 
Somebody else on the site um, started a GoFundMe account and there was almost immediately $2,500 in the account. And somebody else on the forum happened to work in a shop that worked on semis and drove from Indiana to pick up their truck and towed it back to his shop and is fixing it free of charge. And it was just so amazing to see that. And then um, the man from Minnesota on their trip down to Florida, um, it came out in the conversation that he had planned on ending his life. And he had been praying desperately that God would, would use him and show him that there was a purpose for him being on this earth still. And felt that their need and his ability to fulfill that need was God's answer to his prayer. And I just, and then my, my sister-in-law and my brother, their response to it was that if, even if this whole thing was just to save that man's life, it was everything they went through was completely worth it. Yeah. And I just, I just wanted to share that story because I think it's amazing. Amazing. The, the way that God used the whole situation. Thank you, God. Anybody else? You can go more than once. Hello, I'm Rick. Um, I'm thankful to have Santa behind me here. I'm very thankful for my wife and all the stuff she puts up with me and um, thankful for this church and the people and seeing all the great things that you guys do um, for the community. A lot of churches are self-centered and don't do too much in the community and that's why it's really great to see what this church does. And um, I've been in a lot of churches where you've had people that um, have a problem with other people in the church, and you wonder, what's, what is this about? And uh, God has commanded us to love one another, to edify, and to encourage. And uh, that's what our job is. And... Um, I've, like I say, I've been in a lot of churches where you have people that will say in the church, I don't like that group of people here, and I don't want to even talk to them and stuff. But um, as Christians, we got to humble ourselves and realize that we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourself. And um, just remember, it's God first others second and self third and if you get it in that order you're going to be where God wants you to be so just remember that hi everyone I'm Carly I just want to give thanks to my husband for his prayers and for God's restoration, restorative powers 
as we celebrated 11 years of being together on July 30th. And we've had a lot of ups and downs, and there was divorce filed and dropped several times. And so I just want to thank God and thank all of you for all your prayers. Amen. children and my grandchildren and my granddaughter is five years old and she says that she has Jesus in her heart and that she's loved God since she was about three years old and she just loves to praise him every day. Yeah, um, you know, we just moved here back in February, and uh, we took about four months. We were very deliberate about what church we, we, we um, chose. Um, lots of prayer, lots of working with God. Um, we visited, I think it was 15 or 16 different churches, and we felt like God led us here. Um, and I think for all kinds of good reasons, I could, I could give a million of them. But uh, what I really want to do is I want to thank Joey for his wonderful work shepherding us and his beautiful wife for um, sanctifying him and uh, helping to support this church. Uh, can we give Joey a hand? Start calling on people now. And everyone ducks in the seat. All right, well, let's pray together. Lord, you are a good, good Father. And we just praise your name for all that you are. We ask God that you'd help us to keep your name holy that we would not lose sight of your blessings in our lives. God, it's so easy to take these things for granted, to get focused on frustrations and struggles and bills and annoying relatives and everything else that just comes at us from every direction. The enemy does a good job to keep us distracted. But God, we just ask that you'd help us keep, keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus, on all your blessings that we would not take for granted the very things that you have blessed us in our lives. God, that we wouldn't be the one complaining about what we have and yet asking for more. God, we would just trust in you to provide all that we need, to lead us and guide us, to fulfill your promises in our lives. God, we thank you for bringing us here in this moment, in this time, and in this place. You could have chosen anyone else in all the world, but God, you've chosen us to be a light into this community. And we just pray, God, you'd help us to keep our, uh, 
self and selfish and self-centered uh, attitudes out of the way of what you want to accomplish in us and in this church among our people God unite us in the bond of love and peace draw us into your word that we can see your will for our lives God fill us with the Holy Spirit that we can walk in power as lights in this community into our own families Help us to lean on each other, not to be afraid to share our burdens, God, but to lean on each other when we're in need, when we're needing help, God, so that we can be the church, to confess our sins to each other, Lord, so we don't have to bear burdens alone. And God, we just thank you for sending Jesus into the world, leaving the glory of heaven into a small, dark stable in the middle of nowhere on the earth to go from glorious riches to destitute poverty, to go from an infamous name to a nobody in Nowheresville, all to serve us, to be what we could not be, to do what we could not do, to save us from our sins and reconcile us as children of God. God, we are thankful. And we just commit ourselves to be faithful. God, I pray for those that are not here today, those that might be on vacation or maybe those that are struggling with their own struggles today. God, I pray that you would come alive in their life, Lord, that you'd reveal yourself to them, that you would show your love and your eternal, unfailing love to them. God, that you draw them back and you guard them in your perfect peace. And I pray, God, that you would... Encourage our hearts now as we leave this place, Lord, to live another week out into the world. Help us to remain focused on the true mission, which is to share the gospel and to be the light, to show your love to those who are far from you. And God, we look forward to the fulfillment of your promises in our lives and in our midst. God, you are building the church. You are providing for our needs. You are guarding us in perfect peace. And help us to see and realize every move of your hand. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We agree, we say.